Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
currently going through. But I'll tell you what, it's painful as hell. Um, I don't I don't have a fever. I don't have any other symptoms. Uh, I just uh, have a very um, I wouldn't say very uh, painful sore throat, but it's you you know it's definitely uh, uncomfortable and, and discomforting and you know definitely noticeable. Um, but yeah, guys, I I um I really want to thank uh, the whole Rory Sodder fan base, the whole Rory Sodder show through. I mean, um, I don't know if people know this, but uh, today is exactly three years uh, since I started. Um, on air. So, you know, here I am, episode 291, and I never thought it would come to this. I never thought I would advance this far in my career, Um, but I was consistent. I stuck with it, and like I've said in in this industry, the key is always to stay consistent, you know, uh, stay working at it. Don't give up. Uh, There's a lot of people that will just do a few podcasts, and then they'll be done. Um, and, th- and that's not really a way to get successful. I mean, if, if you have a talent for something, if you're gifted at something, if you have a knack for it, I encourage you to continue to pursue it, no matter where you are in your field or, or your realm. You know what I mean? So that, 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 it's amazing that we've come so far. I mean, 25, 25 countries, 70 online platforms. I'm talking about, you know, more, more syndications. Uh, talking about different networks I could, I'm, I'm about to get on very soon. Um, I think 2021 is looking very bright. And, uh, you know, I, I will continue um, to do this as long as, you know, as long as possible. You know, I, I have no plans of walking away or anything. So, but, yeah, I mean, just, just somebody that, um, you know, I never, never even thought I'd be in this business growing up. It just accidentally happened. But uh, what, a, what an honor. What an honor because I love um, shining my light and u- utilizing my voice and being able to share everything with you guys on a regular basis. And I encourage, like I've said many times, anybody that's in the podcasting realm, take advantage of it. You know, I see pretty much everybody now, especially with quarantine, they're doing podcasts. It's a great way to capitalize. It's a great way to build your growth and your fan base. You know, it's a great way to really brand yourself. So, yeah. So, guys, thank you. Really, thank you. Three years. I can't believe it. It's insane. Um, But here we are. Uh, 2020, almost over. Uh, things are just things are out of control. I mean, they're, they're, they're literally just out of control. Uh, I want to introduce to the show – I believe he's with us right now. We have Florida Congressman Toby Overdorf. Toby, how are you? Uh, Rory, I am fantastic. I'm fantastic, buddy. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. Hanging in there, you know, and uh, you're just trying to trying to ignore all this drama and not all this fear-mongering from the media and all these different aliens out there and these zombies, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I've never seen people so so fidgety or so so freaked out. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Well, we need to get you out of your geography and get you down to Florida, man. The land of no shutdown. Businesses are open. Restaurants are open. My wife and I and our daughter just came back from a dinner at a fantastic Italian restaurant tonight. Um, sat outside, had a bunch of different friends come by. 
Um, and it was, it's just heartwarming and, and lifting. And, uh, you know, Florida is that, um, that newfound land of opportunity in our country and that shining light. Um, our, our governor, Governor Ron DeSantis, has said, we, we're, we're not governor, taking this, this crap. I mean, he's, he is fantastic. And, uh, you know, the, the governor has just been um, just a stalwart for small business. Um, for large industry and making sure that we are staying open. Um, we're working on a variety of things down here um, that, number one, keep our people safe. But at the same time, we realize the infection rates. We realize uh, um, the uh, mortality rates associated with this. So, I mean, this is, this is a virus that's hit our country, but in Florida, um, we are moving ahead, and uh, I realize that you know, as we come into Christmas time, it's a very different Christmas for, for so many people. We had relatives that were supposed to come and um, just decided not to make the travel, and uh, so we actually, our family was looking to go to uh, Montana and Wyoming, and we're finding out that, you know, the virus is out of control in those areas, so we're, we're hunkering down here in Florida, and I, I got to tell you, I'm excited about it because I'll be going out and doing some shooting, going out and uh, have some family here, and um we we can we can do a bunch of things down here so if you're feeling uh like the people around you are um are bringing you down a little bit come down to the sunshine state brother and uh we'd be happy to happy to get you out here and, and get you in the land of opportunity um you know I, I i was excited to be on the show because also in florida i wanted to you know really talk about we, we just uh we just cast our our ballots recently, um, and our electoral yeah. college ballots, and and all cast for uh, for our president Donald Trump, who, um, regardless of this election, he's going to remain my president as far as I'm concerned. And uh, you know, he, it, it's uh, it's an amazing time here in Florida in that we we also um, Donald Trump won the state of Florida here by three percent. I mean, who would ever think that here we have an election where Donald Trump wins the state of Florida by three percent? He wins Ohio as well, and yet somehow, magically, um, he does not win the overall votes across our country. Uh, it is, it's an amazing scenario that um, I think puts a lot of people uh, out there questioning what our election process is really like and, and if their vote really counts out there. So uh, I think we're going to see more and more things come out about this election as we move ahead over the next, uh, next several months here. And uh, there may be some things coming out more so even in the next couple of weeks here. And I know you can have some other guests on here that will probably speak about that. Um, but I got to tell you, if in fact uh, January 20th rolls around, um, you know, look at national mask mandates, look at things shutting down. And this is after our president, Donald J. Trump, went out and defied all the odds. And they said, there's no way you're ever going to get a vaccine. There's no way you'll ever get this forward. Well, Donald Trump, as so often as he has done, has said, you know, forget that. We're not, we're not a standard company or a country here. We are the United States of America. I believe in it. We can get this done. And you know what he did? In 10 months, from zero to warp speed, literally, he got this vaccine done. So, I mean, I cannot thank this president enough um, for what he's done. And it really goes towards um, the Republican resolve. And we go back in history, and it's shown over and over again uh, since Lincoln founded our party and has taken off with it, we, we saw slavery. We, we fixed it with Emancipation Proclamation, um, and we brought our country out of that. The women's right to vote, it wasn't until we had a Republican 
majority that we're able to um, have the women um, have the right to be able to vote. We've, uh, we've now become, uh, once again, an energy independent company, our country, excuse me, an independent country. And how is that done? Republican leadership. And now the Republicans are again leading in the environment um, here, in, here in our state in Florida and around the country. Um, we're seeing the investment in our natural areas second to none. We had the largest um, group of land across our entire country going to conservation under this president. And guess what? Oh, yeah, he didn't get any credit for it whatsoever. I mean, it's amazing what can happen um, under Republican leadership. And here we are potentially um, heading towards a, a Democrat leadership where, again, we, we may be shut down. We may be looking at ways that we can survive and, and have our jobs out there. And yet now, right now, we are, we are enjoying an unheralded time where we are actually prosperous. Um, we are not dependent on other countries. Our troops are coming home. We have not started a new war whatsoever. I mean, it, it's amazing to me that the American people um, are in such a great position. And, 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 Rory, again, you can hear my excitement again still tonight. I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to be on the show um, and be a part of this. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of you, and, and you, it seems like you, you find some great people out there. I know you've got um, Greg Musselwhite coming on later, and uh, he'll be a, a great addition to the show tonight and another Florida guy there. So I just – I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to be on here, to be able to talk to your, your listeners. And uh, if there's anything I can answer for you from our perspective, feel free. And yeah. our house is always open down here in Florida when you need a, need a little sunshine. I, I love that. You know, I got a couple questions for you. So in regards to Florida, are you guys open for a hundred percent indoor dining? Is it, is it full cap, full cap? So it's full capacity um, with, uh, with social distancing. So what that means basically is that, um, yes, as long as, um, as long as you can meet that social distance requirement with your full capacity, you can do it. And so the, the servers are, in, uh, are wearing masks, of course, um, but that capacity is now also combined with outdoor capacity. So we have um, people, are, the restaurateurs are getting to 100%, absolutely. I love it. I love it. And I want to ask you something. You know, you brought up a good point a little bit ago, um, and you talk about, you know, if Democrat, Democrat leadership gets in there, you know, I mean, we, we may never go back to normal for all we know. And we have people like Bill Gates the other day who pretty much donates a fortune to the Democratic Party and in a lot of ways owns them in certain aspects like George Soros does. And he's saying we won't go back to normal until 2022. So I don't, I don't like you – know, first of all, this guy is a tech dude. He's not a doctor. He's not a scientist. I don't get why I – mean, well, obviously, he's a billionaire. He's one of the richest guys in the world, so money always talks. But people listen to this, guy, this clown way too much, and I'll tell you, he's nothing but evil. And, and he's, he's behind a lot of the, the – you know, I believe I, – I, you know, if you look at old clips of him from two, three years ago – he predicted this pandemic would happen. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if he was the exact, direct, exact guy behind it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had something to do with um, this whole China thing. I mean, Bill Gates has always gone, I'm sure you know his story, he goes overseas to poor countries and he tests all his medicine on people that are, are, are you know, vulnerable and stuff like that. But how do you feel about the whole Bill Gates thing? 
Well, I think anytime that you have a powerful person um, out there with people that are dependent on that person, um, that is something that many powerful folks enjoy. And um, the true measure of power is how you can distribute, distribute that power in a way that makes everybody stronger. Unfortunately, in this case here, the power is being distributed in such a way that it keeps a large portion of our population dependent on another. And that's what, in this case, is my feeling is, that is wanted here. If we can keep people scared of the virus in their homes, losing their jobs, losing their companies, and now dependent upon the country, dependent upon rich people, dependent upon others where they don't um, now have the opportunity to get to work, to be able to better themselves, that's what they really want. And, and that is the way to destroy this, this country is by making ourselves and those independent business people um, to be dependent on somebody else that uh, has these large storehouses and that we have to go begging to that, to that person and ingratiating ourselves to them and saying how wonderful and how great they are. And, and I think that's a very scary thing that's coming out of this is that um, we're, we're now having to people, – people are going to want to survive and are going to want to, um, to be able to take care of their families. And unfortunately, the only way we're going to be able to do that are – um, by giveaways and by dependency and things like that. Look, you know, we've got a lot of great people out there that really want to work and really want to better themselves. We've seen that over and over again in this country. And the, uh, like I said, the way to defeat that is to take away that opportunity. And that's what we're seeing here. And so, unfortunately, I think there's some, some people out there that think that the best way for them to get their ego fed is by have people praying at their altar and, and, and the way that you do that is by making those people um, that were previously working now needing um, that person that's in power, needing their money, and therefore praying at their altar. And uh, unfortunately, I think that's um, where what we've seen come out of this in, in some cases. Um, you know, we're, I, here in Florida, we're, we're doing a great job. Is it all roses? Absolutely not. Um, we have people here that certainly have lost their jobs. Um, the, the tourism industry in Florida, the cruise line industry has, has certainly been hampered by this. Um, and I mean, hampered, heck it's been crippled, but it's, but we still see that resolve of people that want to continue to work, that want to move forward. Um, and so, uh, I, I can't wait to be out of this. I'm really looking forward to the continued distribution of the various, uh, vaccines. You know, the Moderna vaccine was approved today. Um, will I be taking it? Uh, probably not, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I look at this as Amen. a... Amen. Um, you know, the, yeah. government, the government lies, Toby, the government lies to us every day. How can we trust them to stick a needle in our arm? Well, you know, I, I, I took a, a flu shot one time in, in my life, and it was the sickest I've ever been that year. I got the flu so bad. Um, and so I think about, all right, this vaccine, and it has an RNA component with it. So the ribonucleic acid, which is actually the building block for your DNA, uh, the, uh, the deoxyribonucleic acid. And so when you look at this, um, here is for the, one of the first times ever, you know, potentially you're having RNA injected into your body um, that could literally change your genetic structure. Um, now, I, I am saying this because this is part of the things that, that I have very minimally researched, and I can't say that I'm 100% um, on 
um, on what the vaccine does and how it works. However, I just I believe that right now for me, um, I'm not going to be uh, taking the vaccine, and uh, and I'll be damned if if I'm going to be forced to do it as well. And I will not be supporting legislation um, that would force us to have um, the the vaccine brought upon anybody. So, and, and where as, we stand. as a congressman, Toby, as a congressman, you don't you actually see the whole mandatory thing coming, coming into action. Do you actually see that being a reality? Um, I don't. um, So right now um, in the state of Florida, we have on our books (laughs) that for the, um, for uh, it's written basically that for public good and for um, if you are an endangerment to society, that the government can um, force an injection upon you. And there's several of us that are looking at the statute very closely and probably going to be putting in a repealer to, to take that out of, the, uh, out of the Florida Administrative Code because we feel that that is an area that, you know, potentially they could force it upon um, all of us. And so it's, a, um, it, it's something that I, I do feel strongly about because obviously I feel very strongly about personal rights and personal property rights. And uh, that personal property continues into your body and into, into your beliefs. And so um, here we're, we're got, again, got a vaccine that I'm thrilled that our president was able to get it um, and able to push it forward. I think that there's a large um, group of our population that um, is going to be taking this vaccine. And, yeah. But um, I'm going to make the personal choice not to do it. And, uh, right. and I think that we all need to have that ability to make that personal choice. Yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. Uh, before you go, I want to ask you, ask you a question. Um, sure. In regards to, you know, the voter fraud going on, and obviously we know there's a bunch of it. Uh, it's a, it's a terrible epidemic. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's happening left and right. I mean, it's, ha- it's happened everywhere. And we just saw the Arizona State Senate uh, wanting to do an audit and basically uh, get, get a warrant, basically, to, to basically audit all of them. I think they should be doing that in every state. And, and second of all, like you said earlier, Trump won Florida and he won Ohio. And every president that, that, that's ever won those two states has gotten in office. So I, I'm really kind of, it's baffling. It's, it's hard to fathom, obviously. And they're trying to say that Joe Biden got 14 million more votes than Barack Obama. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, you know, the, the entire voter fraud issue, again, I think this is something that we're going to see um, coming out over the next uh, several weeks as well as the next several months. And um, I, you know, I, I pray that our that our president does continue um, to be in office. Um, I am um, I am very strong um, at looking at these different uh, states and how they how they counted their votes. We have to uh, be able, and it's written in the Constitution, the state is um, and the state legislature are the ones that are supposed to be able. Uh, to write how you do your voting. And we had several states that chose um, at the very last minute to change how they were going to do their vote, how they were going to 
um, count their votes, and uh, and uh, what would what would a signature be? What would a verification be? And I think that's where you're going to find that um, the discrepancies are coming from. And so, right. as a as a person that, that writes the laws and, and puts those into into play, um, our Constitution got it right. And if we had just followed the Constitution in this country, man, a lot of things would be better. I agree. I agree, Toby. Um, Mr. Oberdor, uh, sir, Congressman, I always appreciate uh, you being with us. I always love your insight and the value, the value you bring to the show. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Oh, Rory, it's, it's absolute pleasure, uh, pleasure to be on here. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, um, at, at Toby Oberdor. Um, it's a great place to get me there. Um, and uh, in Florida, um, I am uh, I'm the only Toby uh, in the legislature. So um, feel free to, to look me up there. And we always uh, answer our phones, and, and we, we always talk to anybody and everybody. So uh, thank you, Rory, for, for the time tonight. Um, I'll continue to listen uh, tonight and, and look forward to, to being a part of the show in the future. You have a great night, and anytime you need some sunshine, my friend, you just look us up here in Florida. We're good. I appreciate it, man. You're a good friend. Thank you for all the support, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? God bless. Sounds great. Uh, I want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. Um, Let's make sure we have U.S. congressional candidate from Florida, Greg Musselwhite. Greg, how are you? Greg, are you with us? Hold on a second. Greg, are you with us? Yes, I am. I guess I was on mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not Can you sure hear what me? There was, like a, there was a slight disconnection for a second. Greg, how are you? Uh, pretty good. I hope you get over your sore throat soon. Yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. And it's, I, I can tell it's kind of affecting my voice tonight a little bit. I sound I sound a little different, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been uh, quite painful all day, but, uh, you know, I think oh, the, uh, my the, strong immune system will overcome it, uh, you know, very soon. So. Oh, I'm sure it will. Uh, the first thing I want to do is congratulate you. Here's the thing, Greg. I rarely get sick. I rarely. Like, I probably get sick maybe <laughs> every three every three or four years. Like, I never get sick. Yeah, I think I've been to the doctor one time in the last, probably since 1990-something. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I almost never get sick. But uh, like I said, I'd like to first congratulate you on three years, man. Uh, You should be over the top. Any small business or endeavor that makes it past the first two years is on a path to success. So we really wish you well in the future, and you're doing a great job. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate your kind words. Oh, yeah, and I would also like to reiterate what uh, Congressman Toby just said. Come down to Florida, get some sunshine. We'll all get together and go fishing, and uh, we'll have some great times. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. And, you know, uh, give us the latest of uh, what you're up to. I'm sure you're going to run again. you you got a lot of great political insight. you got a lot going for you. Um, you're a true patriot. You're a very genuine, honest person, and, I think you'd be great in the um, in office. I really do. Thank you. Uh, first of all, currently, like many people, they've had to change gears with COVID, and I'm currently working in West Virginia, 
and I have never missed Florida so much in my life. Uh, we have a great governor, and they have made decisions there, uh, such as you spoke about earlier, with restaurants being open and more of a normal, back-to-normal life, with the exception of a few mask mandates and things like that. And once you get out of Florida, it's vastly different. Here, you almost cannot go to a sit-down restaurant. Uh, most of them have either outright closed and went out of business, or they're limiting their seating to like 25%. So Florida is setting the example of having fewer um, deaths, uh, just fewer overall problems because of COVID and the decisions that Governor DeSantis has made, as well as legislatures such as Toby, that we are weighing the storm, weathering the storm much better than a lot of other states. Uh, it seems that the Democrats and the – I hope that it doesn't happen, but the incoming administration, they want to create a scenario – of dependency, like like you spoke about, that socialism only works if the people are dependent on the government. So in our system in America that has been lifted so many people out of poverty, capitalism, to counter that and the success, they had to create this monster that they instilled so much fear on people that they felt that, oh, I, I must be protected. i got to rely on the government for support, and it's a false narrative. Like you said earlier in the opening, there's there's greater than a 98% survivability of this virus. Yeah. It is. And look it's, at, it's bad. And, for, look at this, and look at the statistics. I just read an article the other day. I talked about this on my show the other night. Uh, 60%, six zero, six, 60% of small businesses – around the country are permanently closing. I mean, that's just, that's unacceptable. I mean, small businesses are the backbone of our country. It is, but take it a step further. What is the psychological damage to our children and young people that have missed uh, years of school, they've missed proms, other important, um, you know, monument or, or, or say memorable moments of their life because of this, this false narrative because children aren't affected like adults or, or not even adults, but much, much older people or people with underlying health concerns. So to penalize them and make them miss so many memories is, is a crime, literally. Uh, and, and it's hard for me to sit back and watch this, and it's, it's like, you know, I can't wait till the next election. Like I said, there's a, a number of things we're going we're gonna to pursue it hard, but being – in running in a district that it has Broward and Palm Beach County, which are some of the very deepest blue in the nation, not just Florida, that district is the 23rd most Democrat in the nation. So as a Republican trying to run upstream of that, it is difficult, but we made progress. We did a lot better than any other previous Republican in running in the district, and we hope that through education, and just perseverance that we can com uh, convince a number of Democrats to step across the aisle and a number of the NPA to enlighten themselves to a, a better opportunity because we're only going to help them be more successful. We will make their lives better through better choices of legislation and decisions that we make uh, in governance. 
you know, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I want to ask you, you know, you just recently had an election. Obviously, there was widespread voter fraud everywhere. Did you experience any of that? Yes. Um, you know, being a very small campaign, we didn't raise enough funds to pay for recounts, investigations, and all that. We chalked it up to a learning experience, but we saw ballots that came in that were, if they had been Republican, would have been discounted for being improperly uh, filled out, such as stray marks. We had an instance that was posted by Anthony Mann, which is the political writer uh, there for the, uh, one of the newspapers in South Florida. He's on Twitter, and he posted a picture of a ballot that had a highlighter, which you're not supposed to use, that did not circle or fill in the circles correctly, but they circled Democrat, not the the actual person's name, but they just circled Democrat, and they accepted the ballot as valid because they said the intent was plain. But yet if, it, if the shoe was on the other foot and that was a Republican that did that, I'm sure it gets thrown out. So there's there's right. a lot of smaller things, and we didn't have we probably didn't have the extent of fraud that some of the other places had because of the machines and the and flipping votes because we do have a fundamentally better system in Florida with the paper ballots. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. No, absolutely, and you know. Um, you know, in terms of Florida, you know, in terms of DeSantis, you know, he, you know, it, what what do you think the future of Florida is? I mean, do you think it could ever turn blue? I mean, do you think I mean, all over the country, these Democrats, I mean, you know, they they obviously rigged this election. They're trying to rig every other election. They're trying to go into Georgia and rig that election. And they have all these machines and all these large money that can basically, you know, do so much evil. I don't even know what to think about the future of our elections. I'm actually quite nervous and, and concerned because we, there's no honesty. There, there's no there's no realness, and, and, and they bitch and they bitch and whine when we want to recount, and they, they're telling us just to accept it. They didn't accept Trump for four years. They didn't accept a lot of these Republicans for all these years. They're the biggest hypocrites. They they are and. What are they afraid of to do a full audit? Because then it only gives – if he did win, it gives legitimacy to that election. But when you hide behind, uh, oh, fake news, there's no widespread fraud, and, and you enlist the MSM to further that agenda, it, it calls into question everything you do in the future because you, you know that no one is going to accept this as fact. Because it's 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 beyond uh, a realm of possibility that, as you said before, that he got 14 million more votes than Barack Obama did, that is an impossibility. That did not happen. Uh, so the future of elections, it's very critical that we fix this now, and that I would like to see that even though the Constitution says that each state is responsible for the method that they vote, but there needs to be some kind of standardization or, at the very least, minimums to say that everyone is kind of on the same playing field uh, because the system in Florida is vastly different than, say, Michigan or, or some of the other states, uh, especially like California. So I would like to see a, a little bit of standardization. You can put certain little flares on it, 
But until we get a trust of the system, uh, we're lost as a country. We, we're going to lose the republic. No, I agree. I agree. And then that's, that's the scary part. You know, I mean, nobody knows what's next. I mean, I, I, I never thought 20 years ago I'd be having the discussion about the United States going into Venezuela sort of territory in terms of economy. I mean, it, it, it's not a, a, um, a pretty sight, that's for sure. And it's, it, it, we're already seeing it. I mean, look at all the businesses, go, go, all these businesses going, at, you know, losing everything. I mean, it's like, like we said earlier, the, the Democrats like and need large government. And the best way for them to do that is to stamp out the small voices because the larger corporations support them. And this is through fundraising. It's, it's uh, through the totals, and you can trace it through the donations. So yeah. small donors that, that gave to my campaign the $20, $30 donations, you know, I didn't have these millionaires or billionaires donating to a campaign whereas the Democrats do. Like Alcee Hastings in my race, I outraised him by a significant margin on small donors. Where he kicked our butt was with PACs and businesses and millionaires. So is it that their voice should be louder because they have those funds? Or is it that the will of the people should stand a little taller? I think we need some kind of fundraising reform. Uh, I think it is yeah. skewed so that those larger corporations and millionaires have a much bigger say in our political uh, arena than do the normal everyday person. I agree. And I it's, agree it's with you. Sad. No, I agree. I agree with you. Amazing. Uh, very good insight. Very good value. Um, I, I want to bring you back soon. Uh, tell everybody where they can connect with oh, you and get involved. Yeah, we still we're still got the uh website up and running. It's Muscle White for Congress. And uh you can also find me on Twitter with the same header. It's uh at Greg Muscle White, uh at the ends of the three. So two more people beat me to it. I was a latecomer to Twitter, so <laughs> but yeah, and we're also on Facebook, Greg Muscle White. So we appreciate coming on the show. Congratulations again. You're doing a fantabulous job, and uh, say hello to one of the guests coming up. She helped me out a lot, Miss Tamara Lay. Uh, she's a great yep. person, and we thank her for getting us started. Yeah, she's a very smart and very sweet person, so talented and, and a good friend of the show, and yeah, just, just a giant heart, and we, we always love having her with us, so I'll definitely say hi. Um, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, and visit Florida soon. We'll go fishing. Let's do it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I love to fish. We'll make it happen. All right. Have a good night. You too, man. God bless. Uh, I want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now. We have popular columnist and best-selling author Matt Margolis. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. It's good to be back on the show. Well, it's great to have you back, my friend, and first and foremost – I want to ask you, what's been going on? What's the 411? What's the latest? Obviously, you're probably going insane, uh, you know, knowing that uh, we got cheated uh, through, you know, with this, the biggest, biggest election of our lifetime. And, I mean, it was, it was rigged all along. 
the fix was in. Um, it's just a sick time. And I always see your tweets. I see you write a lot of columns. You know, I, I just – I'm beside myself. What are your whole thoughts, man? Well, you know, I, I'm still uh, doing my best to hold out hope that somehow uh, uh, Trump's team will be able to pull this off. And, and uh, But, you know, I, the best thing for all of us to do is prepare for the worst and assume that uh, Joe Biden is going to be inaugurated in January. However, uh, I, I think we all know that the, the, this election was, was, was not quite kosher and uh, that it's going to be our job to make sure that people don't forget it. You know, we, we, we listened to Democrats for, what, four, over four years now talk about Russia, 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 and saying, you know, Trump colluded with Russia and they stole the election. And they had no evidence of it. How much evidence? I mean, think about it. How much evidence do we have so far uh, when it comes to uh, voter fraud in various battleground states? Uh, far more evidence of that than there ever was that there, that uh, Trump ever colluded with Russia. With with Russia, uh, and we're being told to just sit down, shut up. And uh, social media is trying to silence us. Media is, is refusing to cover this stuff. We can't let them forget. And that's, uh, I think that's our, our big goal uh, over the next uh, few years is to, is to make sure that people don't forget that uh, Joe Biden is not a legitimately elected president. No, I agree. I agree. And you brought up a good point a few, uh, about a minute ago. I want to kind of touch on this. You know, you're absolutely right when you talk about the GOP and the establishment. I mean, we're not going to forget this. And pretty much it's going to turn into the Trump party. The Republican Party screwed because they, they, they backstabbed us, and, and Trump has all this support, has all this power. I, I really think that's what it – I mean, he, ha, he has that kind of influence and even, you know, even dollars where I mean, he could create his own party in a way. He probably could. I don't know if it's going to be called the Trump Party, but he could absolutely make the Republican Party collapse in about two seconds with how many rhinos there are with how many unfaithful um, individuals are, are in D.C., you know what I mean? Well, you know, I, I think his, his best bet is, is to uh, remake the Republican Party rather than, rather than to compete with it. I mean, I mean think about it. Uh, I mean, look, look, look at the, uh, the Lincoln Project. Those, those are a bunch of rhinos who had no business even being in the party for, or even pretending to be a part of the party. And now they basically admitted that uh, – you know that they're they're uh, they're not uh, Republicans anymore. So it's like fine, good riddance to, to you. We don't need you. You were part of the problem. Trump, is, Trump, Trump for for with, I mean, aside from everything else that he's done, has helped us see you know who the fighters are in the Republican Party and 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 who are the uh, you know the the weakling establishment folk. And uh, you know that's that's important because uh, you know I, I got into politics during the during the uh, the Bush years. And as much as I was a fan of Bush, you know, he was he was not a fighter. You know, I mean, I mean, it's just Republicans have not been known for being fighters. And uh, no. Donald Trump, it uh, Donald Trump is. Do you think any other Republican uh, in the past, uh, you know, in our life, just in our lifetime, who would have faced this kind of rampant, corrupt fraud and fought? None would have done that. None. So, you know, and, and, we, we, we can debate whether or not there was enough fraud to have changed the results of the election and all that stuff. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the thing is, is that we need someone to fight it because the, any, if we've let the Democrats get away with it, 
then it just emboldens them to keep doing it. We can't do that. We can't let that happen. And let's let's face the facts here. I mean, Biden. There was just new articles, and and you've you've wrote about you've written many books about the corruption of Obama. Um, you know his presidency, how he how he's by far the most dangerous president we've ever had. And you know him him and him him and Biden are no different. Obama's going to tell Biden everything to do behind closed doors, along with Kamala, obviously. But Obama, it's going to be like Obama's third term. <coughs> and, and now we're seeing Goldman Sachs uh, giving Biden more money than I think any, any president in the history of Wall Street. Uh, Silicon Valley giving Biden more money than a- anybody in, in ever um, in, in running for president. I mean, this, they spent so much money on this election, and it just goes – it takes us backwards from where we really want to go because what, what we're trying to do is obviously solve tech censorship. You know, we're trying to get our freedoms back, and all this does is, is t- it takes it away even more because money talks, money has power, and it, I'm worried, man. I'm really worried. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a, a tough time for us to start, but, you know, I, um, uh, I, I'll be curious to see what, what, how Trump handles uh, things uh, in January because uh, – you know he 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 will still be the de facto leader of the party, and we're gonna we're gonna need him to kind of guide us through what, what's the next step for us. What are, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna handle this? You know it was uh you know it, it was kind of like going through the wilderness uh, at when uh, Barack Obama was first elected. I mean we felt totally dejected, didn't know what to do. Here was this guy who had, was unlike Joe Biden, incredibly popular, who, who obviously people, there was enough people who wanted to vote for him because they liked him. And, you know, Joe Biden yeah. is not that guy. But, uh, you know, uh, for a lot of people, it was like, oh, the Republican Party is dead and dying. Uh, and especially in 2012 when we, when we lost again or when Mitt Romney basically stopped running a real campaign and, and basically lost the election. Uh, you know, it, it was like, where does the Republican Party go from here? And uh, you know we keep you know we kept hearing about the Republican Party dying or or dead, and uh, we can't let that happen. And and, and I, I don't think it will because, you know, our side you know we we saw what happened in this election, and we're angry. You know we're not de- we're not de- dejected and don't want to and and willing to crawl into a corner and and just moan and groan for four years. We're angry. We want to do something about it. We are not going to forget this. We're not going to forget the, the four years they spent uh, saying that, that Trump was an illegitimate president because uh, Russia was, is what got him elected. We are not going to forget every day that, uh, that Joe Biden is up there on TV pretending to be uh, in charge of the country uh, when, it sh- when he never should have been there in the first place. So uh, there, there's a lot that's going to happen here, and, and I really hope that uh, – that one legacy uh, Donald Trump will have with, with, within the Republican Party is giving them a backbone. So uh, this is their time to show that uh, that's that's what happened. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what, man. We all know what the Democrats' goal is and their whole objective. They want to have the very rich so they can get the money from them, and they want the very they want the very poor so they can control them. They they want they they have no interest. And helping the middle class, they never have. It's never been on their agenda 
And I mean, it's just it's just out of it's out of control. I just read another article today that corporations can be um, listed as chair of Biden's inauguration if they pay one million dollars. So imagine what they're going to get in return. I mean, all this foreign money and Biden being owned by China, and now you know Lindsey Graham supposedly saying, "Oh, I'm going to launch an investigation into Hunter." Eh, bullshit. No, you're not, Lindsey. I mean, they they let the Biden crime family get away with. It's no. It's it's just as bad as the Clintons. Yeah, you know it's uh, and it might even be worse. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll find out for for sure. But uh, um, you know, I I think you're right. And uh, you know, the, ever since Trump got elected, the Democrats have been uh, itching to make sure that he uh, would not win re-election. Uh, everything that you know, the polls were obviously crap, uh, and. Uh, you know, the Trump had the enthusiasm and the, and the momentum, and uh, you know something happened on an election day, and, and what that was was fraud. So uh, let let Tower, uh, you know, in our beds and, and and try to just wake up again in four years. And, and but we we got to do more than that. We got we got to make sure that our party stays energized. We have to make sure that we win those runoff elections in Georgia. We cannot let the Democrats get the majority. We need to make sure. That uh, the, uh, that the Republicans hold on to the majority and, and prevent uh, all kinds of uh, uh, you know who knows what they're going to do with a rub- with a rubber stamp Congress. We can't let that happen. And Matt, I have a bad feeling. I have a bad feeling about Georgia, though. I have a bad feeling. Um, I think they're going to yeah. do the same thing that they did, did in this election. I mean, they still have the machines. They still have the. They still have all the fixes and. They they they're very well prepared behind the scenes. They get they get way dirtier than Republicans. And I'm not saying Republicans should go to that level or or drop that low. But I'll tell you what, Democrats will go to whatever standard. They don't care. Yeah, I mean the uh, the thing is is that you know Democrats have a history of of willing to to do anything to win, and uh, Republicans just don't seem to have that same fire. Uh, and and right now, uh, like I'm seeing evidence that the Republicans are are to spend too much time fighting amongst themselves to really be doing what they need to be doing for this, for those, for these races. Uh, I hope that's not true. Uh, but you know, uh, I'm worried about it. You know, we only need to win one, but, uh, you know, somehow Republicans, uh, have shown us in the past that, uh, uh, that they, they sometimes manage to, uh, to lose short things. I mean, why was even, how, how is it even possible that uh, uh, we didn't win Georgia in the first place? How, how is it that, that was even within the margin of fraud? Yeah, no, I know. It, it, it's, it's mind blowing. And last thing I want to ask you before you go, um, let's just say Trump pulls out a miracle and he actually prevails and wins. How do you think that's going to go? And what kind of process will that take? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not an expert on on how this all works, but I mean, from what I understand about the, uh, you know, what, what the Trump team is looking to do at this point is that they're hoping that uh, uh, there will be state level investigations of voter fraud that uh, you know in the state legislatures and the and, and these states that have Republican controlled legislatures. Will um, uh, will will hold hearings on on uh, these irregularities and 
because uh, they, they are the ones that are in control of um, how they how they vote with with the um, electoral college that uh, they can possibly send uh, Republican uh, electors uh, in their votes to, to Congress. Uh, I, I you know I've heard conflicting reports on, on the constitutionality of all that, but uh, you know I, uh, you, you just got. I don't want to have false hope, but I also I'm I'm not ready to give up yet, and I like to believe that the that uh, uh, Trump's legal team is is I know they're working very hard to try to uh, you know for election integrity, and uh, and hopefully they can pull this out for us. Absolutely, no, I agree. I agree. Matt Margolis, always a pleasure. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they get involved, all that good stuff. Well, uh, you know, I, I've written a few books that you can uh, find on Amazon, and uh, I write regularly over at uh, PJ Media. I also have a uh, editorial cartoon that uh, runs regularly that is now syndicated with Town Hall. And, uh, you know, catch me on Twitter at Matt Margolis. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, thank you for everything. Um, you're always a great friend of the show. You bring great value, and we'll get you back soon. All righty. Looking forward to it. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Um, everybody, um, take a quick commercial. We will be right back. We've got a lot more guests to get to tonight. It's a great night on the Rory Sauter Show. Coming to you live from Palm Springs. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Fridays, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. She's still the one for you, and Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines, and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain, as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. 
Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision, or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I, I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people add changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night here in Palm Springs, California. Got a lot to get to on the show. I hope wherever you are, everything is going very well. Um, I want to welcome right now, and, I, and I'm getting to everybody, I promise. I want to welcome, though, uh, we have best-selling author of Unmasking Obama, Jack Cashill. Jack, welcome back. How are you, buddy? Hey, great, Rory. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, man. A uh, real pleasure. Uh, tell us what you've been up to. What's the, what's the latest? What's the 411? Give us, give us a scoop. Well, you know, I have my uh, book, uh, Unmasking Obama, out. It's doing pretty well. Uh, still got time to buy it before Christmas, if you want it. Uh, and what I am doing now is I, I got a contract to do a book on Obama's book, The uh, Promised Land. So I'm taking one for the team and reading that book carefully. And it's, uh, it's very interesting. And what's, it's more interesting is what's not there than what is there, you know. Tell, tell us about that a little more. I, I like what I'm hearing. This sounds very interesting. Well, you know, it's about a 750-page book, and uh, it only goes – it takes Obama's career from the beginning until uh, the uh, uh, incident with uh, Osama bin Laden, whatever happened there, in May 2011. So there's a lot of things that, you know, are beyond 2011. I mean, one of my first questions would have been, hey, Barack, what were you doing on the night of September 11th? 2012. We've never been asked that. He's never been asked that question, which is incredible. Uh, but short of that, uh, it, it's a fascinating book in that it shows who Obama really is. And by the way, he's not running the Democratic Party any more than Joe Biden is. Uh, he, he was a front man, uh, not quite as obvious a front man as Biden, but a front man. There are Forces more powerful than he pulling strings. Well, I'm not sure whether he's – I think he's more of a puppet than a puppeteer. I mean, if I had to – given what I know about his background. But uh, he is – you know, what I start the, the – uh, what I talk about, and I think this is critical to understand, is that he knew what was wrong with black America. On Father's Day uh, in uh, June 2008, 
while he's a candidate for president, he goes to the Apostolic Church in Chicago and gives us a powerful speech about what havoc fatherlessness is wrecking on the black community. It's the kind of speech that uh, that Sarah Palin could have given or, uh, you know, any Ted Cruz could have given. You know, any serious conservative understands this, that, that the absence of fathers in the inner city is destroying black culture in America, has destroyed it. Yeah, uh, He knew that. Three weeks later, and this is critical, Jesse Jackson is caught on a hot mic. Baby, you know, uh, Chicago's most prominent baby daddy is caught on a hot mic in a Fox News studio, and he turns to his uh, fellow guest, another black guy who I don't know, and says to him, uh, that Barack, he's talking down to us N-word, and he didn't say the N-word. He didn't say N-word. He said the real word. I, for prudence sake, will say just N-word. Uh, I want to, and now he makes a slashing hand movement with his hand. I want to cut his nuts out. That's what he says, right? On a hot mic in uh, Fox, the one studio he knows where this just might leak out. It does. And Obama never again talks, uh, gives an honest talk about the problems in black America. His book, his new book, The Promised Land, is obsessed with race uh, and his, his own sort of futile efforts to be uh, a black man in America. He never was. He still doesn't know how to do it. And he's so insecure about it. He's had to act out, much like Colin Kaepernick had to act out. Both of them were new, you know, were um, uncomfortable. Uh, they were they can no more pose as African Americans than you or I could. It was all pretense and learning and trying to fit in, and and they had to make the compromise that they made to to fit in. Yeah, no, and and here here's the thing is that, you know, you wrote the book on it, and I mean, think about how dangerous things are going to be with our national security. And I mean, you, you know, I talked about earlier in the show, Goldman Sachs is giving more money to Biden than any, I think in any, any president in history, uh, the big right. tech gave, gave him more money, I think than any president in history. Uh, if you go look at the numbers, they spent more money on this president, uh, presidential election than any time in history, like just overall everybody, I mean, with donations. And we know much of those donations from all these corporations were going to Democrats. There's no doubt about that. There's so many people that right. wanted Trump out of there. The elites wanted him out of there. But the everyday middle, middle, middle class worker, obviously we wanted him to stay. But it's like right. j- just think about how China – think about – I mean think about what Biden has done with – His son with Ukraine Think about um, all these Different things and they're just Going to go right back to it Once you're a criminal you're always a criminal Once you can make a bunch of money And and you know you can do it again you're going to do it again You think you're just money Money is like like everybody says You know money I'll say this Money is fantastic I love having money But it's also the root of all all evil In a lot of ways I will tell you that And it it, it really talks it, It carries a lot of weight and people sell their soul for it. And I'm, I'm yeah. I, I you know, really we know that. I, I really, and we know that they, uh, they got uh, gazillions of dollars. We, we know that. And, and yet, and here's what I find encouraging. And I talk about this and, in my and, book. And Jack, Jack, Obama. real quick, I just want to say, Jack, I want to say real quick, 
think about if this was a Donald Trump kid involved with all these scandals. And, and nothing, oh, you know course. what the sad part is? You know what the sad part is? Nothing will ever happen to the Bidens. They will keep getting richer and richer. Well, you know, it's, uh, what's interesting about the 20, in the 2016 campaign, all of those forces were aligned against Donald Trump. He got only 4% of the vote in the District of Columbia, just to tell you what he was walking into. Uh, think about this, though. In 2016, all of Hollywood, all of the networks, except Fox, and Fox you can't even count on, uh, all, every single major newspaper in the country, every single one, endorsed Hillary Clinton. All of Broadway, all of big tech, all of Wall Street, virtually all of Wall Street, all of these Everyone. states backed Hillary Clinton. And who beat him? Who beat her? Donald Trump, yes. But he had an army of people like you, Rory, and myself, and other little independents all across the country who had truth on their side. And it's as yeah. much uh, more potent today than it's ever been before. Yeah. And it was enough and to you- carry the day in. 2016 and what have in 2020 had they not and you bring up you bring up a good point you bring up you bring up something i want to add to which is you brought up a really good point just now and i want to add to it and i'm sure you're going to have a lot to say about this one but the democrats got cocky they got arrogant in 2016 they thought they had it in the bag they they thought no no way can donald trump win no way and then, you know, obviously for the last couple of years, they've been behind the scenes preparing for 2020 so they could cheat and rig the system because the first time, you know, was on, you know, you know, they got failed, but they weren't going to let themselves lose a second time. And they were going to go, they were going to yeah, go. And, and they also possible. had the advantage of, uh, they used COVID to, uh, you know, uh, obviously I'm telling you something that everyone in your audience knows. They used COVID to, uh, Create a situation in which you could flood the uh, ballot boxes with uh, mail-in ballots. Um, yeah, it's we know what happened. Uh, I am I am more optimistic than you guys are. And let me tell you one reason: no one wants to own what's going to happen in the next four years. Uh, you know, this year has been we're still skating on the previous year's money on finances. Uh, a lot of people are going to turn up broke in 2021. A lot of states are going to turn up broke. A lot of cities. Um, yeah. It's going to be pretty unpleasant. And uh, I uh, I think it's going to be a rough four years, even if Donald Trump were president. I'd, I'd rather win than lose in any case. You know, there's no – I'm not saying that, that it's a, there's a blessing in losing. There never is. But um, this is not uh, – and Biden is so ridiculous – and Kamala Harris is so ridiculous. I'd be afraid if they had someone like Obama. Obama, say what you will, was a good candidate, you know, terrible president, but a good candidate. Biden was a ridiculous candidate, and he'll be a ridiculous president. Right now, half the people who voted for him don't even know how demented he is. The other half don't know how corrupt he is. It's just they uh, want, none they, of them the, the, people vote, the people that voted for him. The people that voted for him were one-dimensional, and all they had on their mind is, no Trump, no Trump. Vote that, Biden to win exactly Trump. Right. That was their mindset. That's right. That was it. That drove their vote. I mean, they had a actual – there were people who actually voted for Biden. Uh, I mean, if, if tomorrow COVID were gone and, and Biden was staging a rally in, in the middle of uh, the mall in D.C., he'd still be hard-pressed to get 100 people, you know? He, he is the yeah. worst – candidate 
a major party has ever put up. And he, at least in his own mind, seems to have gotten elected. (laughs) There's an element of humor to this. I know it's terrible. Uh, I hate to say that. Uh, I know people aren't laughing now. But um, I've been around a while now. I've seen worse. I, I know what it's like to be in the wilderness. We are not in the wilderness. Uh, yeah, I know the Republican Party is weak. They've always been weak, you know. It's nothing new. And you need a, a, the conservatives to put a backbone in it and to carry a candidate over the finish line. This has been true for the last, you know, since Barry Goldwater emerged in 1964. Um, yeah. And, it, and it'll be true in the future. If it's not Trump in 2024, or 2020 ideally, uh, it, it will be someone like Trump. Trump showed the way. The, um, we're not going to nominate Bob Doles in the future or uh, Mitt Romney's or uh, George W. Bush's. Uh, you know, they all have their virtues, however minimal, but those, the days of those guys are gone. Um, yeah. They are what dinosaurs It's all about the, like out, it's all about the outsider dinosaurs. now. It's all about the outsider. It is. It's, and Trump... As and and look at what look movement. at what he accomplished. Look at what he accomplished right. in terms of opening opening the door for all these uh, congressional candidates, these Senate candidates. I mean, yep. we've seen more outsiders run in the last couple of years than ever before, and that's thanks to Trump. Right, he was the first loser. I put that word in quotes to have coattails. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I you know I'm a statistical junkie by nature. I'm looking at the election. I Still shaking my head. Uh, we know what happened. Uh, elections have been stolen before. 1960s, Democrats stole the election. Um, you know, probably in 1876, the Republicans might have. You know, but going back. But uh, in the modern era, this is pretty blatant. Uh, and and the uh, big tech and uh, big media are making fools of themselves, trying to deny it. But people are seeing through. They don't. The money doesn't buy what it used to buy. Uh, even the media control, as as monolithic as it seems, uh, can't affect. Doesn't didn't affect half the country this time. You know, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. And, and, and how how do you see this all playing out? I mean, do you think Trump deep down? Do you think he's gonna get back in there, reelected? I would say that. I mean, you know, if I were if I were putting money, I never bet against my own interest, so I don't like to you know predict things that I, I don't want to happen. But uh, if I were betting, I would say uh, Biden will probably be inaugurated on 2020. I'd be surprised if he if he's still president in uh, 2022. But um, I think what's going to happen, what we need to happen, what we've always needed to happen, and uh, is for some revelation about the election so major that no one could overlook it or deny it. We haven't had that yet. I was just reading the Navarro report, which came out today. I don't know if you had a chance to look at that. And it makes it an incredibly compelling case that the elections in six states were stolen uh, and that, that the steal was orchestrated. But it said there was no silver bullet. It was done, you know, old-fashioned style, you know, uh, through the various mechanisms Democrats have always stolen votes, just a lot more aggressively and a lot more coordinated. Unless someone comes forth with a major confession in the next month, uh, Biden's going to be inaugurated. What we have is the Supreme Court. We have state legislators. We have governors who do not have the courage without a ton of evidence 
that smacks you over the head to do the right thing. And this was true four years ago. It was true 40 years ago. It was true 80 years ago. It's true of the political class from uh, probably since other than the first group of uh, people who risked their lives in their sacred honor, it's probably been true ever since then. It's just no, the weakness of human nature. Yeah, yeah. I agree, but here's the thing. I mean, Trump's not going to leave. Trump's not going to leave very, uh, you know, fondly. I mean, he's not going to leave in a good mood. I mean, he's going to leave. I just think there's more. I think he has so much more up his sleeve. I just think, I don't know. I mean, he's always well, playing here, chess. Well, here's what we know, though, is that while everybody else playing I, I chess, I think he will. I think he will leave. Um, I, if it comes to that, I think he'll leave uh, relatively gracefully. He's not going to kick and scream and fight. You know, he's not going to rip the uh, the B keys off the typewriter the way uh, the Clinton people did when Bush took over. Um, but uh, no. One-term president will have ever left with as good a record and as strong a following as Donald Trump. This is unprecedented. If he leaves, uh, he will leave at the top of his game. He will leave behind four years of peace and prosperity. Uh, he will leave behind the record that, that simply the Democrats will not be able to match. Um, it sets up the future. You know, this country's been around for, uh, how long have we been around now? 230 years, um, 31 years, 32 years. Uh, we'll be around, I hope, for another 232. Uh, the threats are always out there. There are always people going to want to enrich themselves. There are always going to be people who cheat and steal and try to corrupt uh, the, the rest of us. But right now, I see a stronger core of real patriots a real fighting patriots than I've ever seen before. Uh, right. And, you know, the talk of about a third party, that will go nowhere because it's, it's self-defeating. What we need to do is simply seize control of the Republican Party. It's our best vehicle. Yeah, we drag a lot of dead weight around with us, but even Susan Collins voted for Amy Coney Barrett. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, I wish, some, you know, every every Republican was in the Senate was uh, a fighter. But, you know, we've that we have three or four of them is more than we've had sometimes in the past. And something something tells me something tells me uh, his political career is not over. I really think he's going to be watching over us behind the scenes. I think he's going to uh, help. Us. You know, I just think they're. Trump, you know, is is more caring and loving than any of these other presidents that just leave office. I, I really think he's going to. Yeah, oh, I keep... totally agree. I, and I think what happened to Trump is that, you know, I think he started out uh, when he started running as just a showman with a, some, a few good ideas. And, but I think right. he fell in love with his constituents and they with him, you know. Yeah. I think he learned from yeah. his constituents. And he'll you know, I, I think when he started running, I don't think he cared about abortion or, or guns or right. a lot of the issues that matter to us. I think he learned. He was exposed. Right. And he learned. Right. And, you and, know? and I, I think – I mean, what do you think? I think he'll run again in 2024. Is that fair to say? I mean, he, he'll obviously get the nominee, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, it's, if he wants the nomination it's his 2024, party it, it's his. It's not even worth running against him. But he'll be, you know, 78 years old. I, you know, who knows what his health is going to be like then or his, 
his mind will be like, or his, his mood rather, I, his mind will always remain strong. And I also have a feeling. But, I also have a feeling he'll be doing rallies as well, regardless of whether he runs in 2024. I think in the next couple of years he'll just keep doing rallies because he's got such a big fan base. I mean, you know, he'll want to talk sure. to the people, unlike Biden, who who doesn't give a, doesn't give a shit about us. Yeah, right. And why not? You know, rather than being like a, an Obama who slurks around behind the scenes and you know gets interviews on Jimmy Fallon show or something or Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Trump goes out there and talks to the people, and uh, he can be as powerful as he chooses to be. There, uh, if he wants to stay active, no one in the Republican Party will be close. Is close, you know. No one in the Republican right, Party right, can challenge him. Yeah, and J- Jack, I want to ask you this: Were you were you pissed off and shocked when Kavanaugh, a, uh, a Barrett, and uh, Gorsuch went against Trump and? I mean, I, I was just appalled. I mean, Trump gave them a life. I, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, I hate to say that, but uh, I, I understood why they were doing what they're doing. They've, they're all rookies. They, none of them has the backbone to do what needed to be done. Uh, bless their hearts, Alito and, and Thomas did, but they, they voted that way in a previous uh, case, you know, a stand there case in, re, regarding standing. Uh, it can't be one in the Supreme Court anyhow. It's got to be one elsewhere. It's got to be one first in the court of public opinion. And had the court of public opinion been on the side of those justices, they would have said, yeah, they're humans. They're like referees at a basketball game. They're listening to the crowd. You know, they, they pretend to be unaffected, but they're not. Uh, and so what we need uh, is, and now, you know, obviously we're running short on time. We have only a month is um, some evidence that is so compelling. Not a bombshell, an A-bombshell, an H-bombshell, and, uh, an something so big that they can't deny. Uh, I don't know that we'll find it, but I haven't given up hope. I'm, and, you know, the, even if uh, Biden's inaugurated, you know, I mean, you and I know he's a joke and that the election was a fraud. So, uh, you know, how serious are we going to take this? I'm not. I'm never going to send them a tweet. My uh, congratulations. Right. Not to notice or care, but you know, I why congratulate him for what? Stealing the election? You know. Exactly. And plus, he doesn't even know what they did on his behalf. You know, that the fact that they Time Magazine made him and Kamala, you know, persons of the year or whatever, for doing what? (laughs) For sitting in his basement trying to remember uh, what day of the week it was? No. It's, it's Jack. It's Jack. It's so biased. Uh, you know our no, media. Our media, like like oh, Trump would say, our bias. media. Our media is the enemy of the people, like Trump would say. Um, right. So well, forty years so ago, Jack, we were talking about bias. Now we're talking about some, yeah. another another realm of corruption altogether. You know. No, it's true. No, it's true. Uh, Jack, I love having you on with us. Tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you, all that good sure. stuff. Sure. Yeah, uh, my website is uh, cashel.com, C-A-S-H-I-L-L.com. And uh, I would recommend, uh, you know, we're we're now like eight days before Christmas or whatever. Uh, Still time to get unmasking Obama uh, for the person you love, the patriot in your life. Uh, Just uh, order, you know, probably wherever you order books, probably Amazon. I hate to feed that beast, but they're the game now, so you got to play it. Uh, And, uh, Rory, you keep up the good work because it's people like you who are, uh, negating just through telling the truth 
all the money and all the power that uh, this, uh, you know, the uh, the Jeff Bezoses of the world and the, uh, you know, and, and the uh, Google people and the Facebook people and the Twitter people uh, can bring to the table. No, abs- absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for your kind words. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. We always love having you. Uh, we'll get you back very soon. Okay, super. Uh, take care, Rory. Good luck. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. I want to welcome to the show, I believe we have with us, successful businesswoman and activist, and she does a talk show, um, Tamara Lehigh. How are you? Tamara. It's Tamara, not Tamara. It's Tamara. (laughs) It is Tamara. Good job there. Yes, Tamara Lee, my Tamara Lee's trend on show. Uh, I've been doing it for a few years with having added a co-host, Brent Hamatrick talking political issues and ideas and um, influence. So here we are. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on. You know, um, it's really good to hear from you. I'm glad everything is going well. Tell us some of the latest projects you've been doing and working on. Well, I was glad to hear. uh, It was fun surprise to Greg Musselwhite, who uh, was a grassroots candidate that I had the honor to work with early on in launching his campaign, and I do love the grassroots candidates. I agree with some of your previous guest comments about working within the Republican Party and and not dividing the party because the Democrats will continue to beat us at that game. Uh, Republicans notoriously vote independently and not for the candidate, not for the party, and that is where the Democrats beat us because they are party at all costs, as we are seeing now. And so I guess what I hope to see come out of this, in addition to Trump remaining in office, is that we re uh, rework our party, which has become, we really don't have a two-party system. We have a one-party system. And patriots need to take back our government as we're seeing patriots rise up. I was in Washington, D.C. this last weekend for the Jericho March, the Stop the Steal, the D.C. rallies, and it was a great turnout. Fabulous to see patriots were like the Tea Party 2.0 maybe. Um, I know Michael Johns has been out there, co-founder of the Tea Party, really uh, He's a great guy. He's been on the show before. I like Michael Johns. Yeah. He is terrific, and and I know we've had some conversations. He's been on our show as well of, you know, how do we reclaim our citizen government? And and we are the base. They need us. We don't need them. They've left us. So where do we go from here? Certainly in terms of President Trump and uh, contesting this, the different pathways forward, I am not going to concede until I hear President Trump concede. So I'm going to be optimistic that I think there's enough American patriots that he does have the public support to right the wrongs of the voting. I know in the swing states, I mean, we should all be concerned about the election fraud. And I also believe that that Trump was, not caught off guard in this. I've said this on my show and other shows that to me it takes more suspension of belief that Trump 
wasn't prepared for the massive voter fraud that was about to occur than to believe that he had a strategic plan working with our military. And I take my other cue from General Flynn, who spoke for the first time publicly this past weekend at the Jericho March and the the rallies on the steps of the Supreme Court of the United States, that uh, he was he was confident. He says out of one out of ten, Trump will be president at a ten. Uh, so I think that those are two really strong indicators. You look at President Trump, you look at General Flynn, and then you work look at the work that both. Rudy Giuliani and the Trump team is doing, and then Sidney Powell on the uh, kind of Flynn side of the the, the ledger and the work that they're doing that uh, I'm confident some good things will come from this. And then you look at all the other things. So, you know, it's it's the whole board, if uh, you uh, will, um, different things at play between the different states, the swing states, the voting, um, I did kind of peruse that report that your previous guest did, the Peter Navarro, I think it was. And, you know, watching, I had interviewed a gal who was in, doing, uh, one of the poll watchers at the recount in Wisconsin, and she said there was enough votes uh, that would be thrown out in Wisconsin that Trump did indeed win the state, and I believe that in Wisconsin at the hearing. We have very yeah, strict and voter you're, laws. You're in Wisconsin. I am. You're in Wisconsin, and there's, mm-hmm. there was major mm-hmm. voter fraud there. And that, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a pivotal swing state. It is, and we have very strict. This was the first time ever I, I actually did an absentee ballot because I was at a Patriot Party event down in Scottsdale and then down in Florida. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to be back in time to vote, and I wanted to make sure that I could vote for President Trump. So I actually filled out the absentee process, and I had to go to the city clerk, sign up, you know, and then I ended up being back. So I took my ballot in with me, and I, it was signed that and recorded that I had uh, applied for an absentee ballot. So we do have strict voter laws here. So um, I don't think Wisconsin will... Uh, go along with our votes, our 3 million legal voters, as it was told in the in the hearings, that will accept that the, the illegitimate votes will steal our votes. So um, I'm confident on that. You know, so we have to, I guess we, it, it still is a lot of things at play that I'm not ready to concede and say, Biden will just have to accept that cheating goes on every time and that we put up with it. No, at some point we have to stand up and say that's not acceptable going forward. You you get more of what you accept, right? So if we keep accepting it, we're going to get more of it. I think it's time to well, stop they, it. <laughs> and they, they didn't accept it. They didn't they didn't accept the results no. for four years. No. For four years. I mean, they're the they biggest hypocrites on earth. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it, it's it's out of control. It really is, and you know, and just all the stuff I'm reading. I mean, it's oh my god. I mean, you know, with with the with the peop, Fauci and all these different people saying don't see your family for Christmas. I mean, get the hell out of here. How, I mean, these people want to tell us how to live our lives. They want to t- shut down our businesses. 
but they still get paid. They still get to go out and live like kings. I mean, it's the biggest double stand. I mean, come on, dude. Come on. Well, it was necessary on their part to be able to pull this off, and, and it shows to what extent they'll go. I mean, you cannot fault them for commitment to this deal. That is for sure. And uh, Republicans need to learn some uh, fortitude in, in being, well, the one who will, till the end, will be the one who wins. It's not who's right or wrong. It's who's got more fight in the game. And, and I think what's encouraging for our side is that we see, you know, Patrick Byrne, he's come forward with some pretty um, important information in terms of watching the election fraud. I spoke to a person this morning who's going to be on our show next week uh, who is working with the guy with the QR scans. Um, I, so I think what's exciting to see is how many patriots and people really at high levels with a lot of intel coming forward. And you look at all the different ways that they're able to identify things. Um, so I guess I'm encouraged more than I'm discouraged, and I can't wrap my brain around a Biden presidency, and I won't until I'm forced to. <laughs> yeah, these next couple of weeks are going to tell us a lot. There's going to be a lot of different revelations and more more bombshells and more things we discover that we did not know before. I mean, the stuff is already coming out more and more every day. Mm-hmm. Well, I did interview um, Richard uh, Rich Barris with the the People's Pundit, and he's the big data analysis guy. And that was a great show that we did. And and he, just following the data, I mean, the anomalies, like that was one of the things in Wisconsin where we have this infirmed clause that is in a, kind of falls under the absentee balance. And like this election, it was, I forgot what the percentage was, but a ridiculous amount of people who said they were infirmed and not able to get to the polls, but yet there's documentation. They were able to be out at weddings and other events. And so it's just exposing that. And I, I heard your previous guest say, you know, you need some big silver bullet for this to be the revelation that'll change it. But, you know, maybe it's just a lot of silver adding up to one big, I don't know. It, it, well, there's just so much. No, it's true. It's so true. No, I agree with everything you said. Um, Tamara, stay with us if you can. Um, and also tell everybody, I always love having you on, and let's let's get you on more often. Tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get involved, all that good stuff. Sure. Um, well, Twitter likes to suspend and unsuspend my account, so I just keep hanging in there. Um, I'm at Tamara Lee. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-L-E-I-G-H-L-L-C and Tamara Lee underscore LLC. So both of those accounts, because they kind of go in a chronological order, Twitter suspended one, my originals in 2018. Then I started the other one, and then now Twitter's unsuspended both of them. <laughs> kind of bouncing around. Anyway, <laughs> in case one of them, now they'll probably suspend both of them. But um, the, we play that the game. And then sucks. my, the yeah, it's sucks. just crazy. It. It's, it's a constant battle, but because it's information warfare and influence warfare. And so we have to keep getting the message and the truth out. And 
my show is Tamarelli's Trend On, and I'm on Periscope and YouTube until I'm not in March. So um, working on some alternatives there. Um, I used to do blog talk radio, but that was when it wasn't so much political. It was more just kind of more broad-based. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna be, that's I'm gonna I am start, for I'm now. Gonna start, I'm going I'm to start doing video probably in the next couple of weeks. So we'll be doing radio and video at the same time. So I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, um, it's fun. Yeah. It is. It's a lot I'm of fun. Happy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah, did it in reverse. Thank you. I should have done video when I was younger, but oh well. <laughs> it's it's a real, you know, I like it. I like, I like how, yeah. I like how evolved it's become. It's really become kind of a new thing. Um, it's cool. Yeah. It's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank thank you for being here. Stay with us if you can. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. Uh, let's see. Okay, we we got him right now. Doctor and popular talk show host. Um, I want to make sure I got him. Uh, Nasser Sheikh. Did I pronounce it correctly? It's Nasser Sheikh. Rory, how's it going? Good, buddy. Good, buddy. So I was close. I was really close. It's really good to have <laughs> you back, man. How are you? Long time no, long time no talk. What what the hell's what the hell's been going on? Well, let me sir, first of all say that you know, congratulations on three years. I know what it takes. So, like I said, I've got my own radio and TV talk show too. So, you know, you're doing phenomenal. Uh, you know, I love having you know. And we've got to get you on. I know we tried to get you on one time, a couple of times, but you know, things were. Um, you know, with scheduling, whatever, it just didn't work out, but I appreciate the times you asked me on here. And let me just start off by telling everybody in your listening audience what I tell everybody every single day on my show, and that is, it's just another absolutely great day to be alive and well and free and living in the United States of America, the greatest country in the history of the world. And Rory, for those of your listeners out there, Mark, today, you're going to be playing this back again when President Trump takes the oath of office on the 20th because I've been talking about this for a long, long time. And basically I just want to give your listeners out there at least the constitutional, the constitutionality of how the Trump presidency could possibly continue. And here's how it works. It all goes to the electoral count act of 1887. These are the rules that were laid out in the constitution. And basically people have to understand that the power role, the plenary role, what they call plenary, in other words, the sole power that the Constitution gives is to the vice president at that point, who happens to be now Mike Pence. So I want everybody to understand that. This is in the, this is in the elector's clause of Article 2 of the Constitution. If you go there and you read it and you take a look at Article 2 and you read down – People will find out that what happens, no federal court judge, no Supreme Court, no state court, nothing has that has that has the power of the vice president. Even Nancy Pelosi on January 6th, that is the next date that people have to understand what's going on. I've talked about this before, that President Trump is working on a two-pronged strategy. I use a football analogy. He's playing offense and he's playing defense. What do I mean by that? Trump and his team and his lawyers, they're looking at this from an offensive point of view. They're attacking the courts. They're trying to find every lawsuit that's available that's out there to do. They're winning some of the lawsuits. They're losing some of it at, at, you know, at the state level. No doubt about it. 
They've been losing at the state levels because these have been judges that don't have a backbone except for a few of them or whatever, like the one in Pennsylvania, Kathleen Sullivan. But then the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, you know, struck that down. So that's fine. They're going through the court system. They got, you know, Linwood doing his thing. They got Sidney Powell doing her thing. They've got, you know, the the uh, the lawsuit is still pending. Um, Judge Alito hasn't thrown that thing out. That's still in standing, okay, in terms of the Pennsylvania lawsuit. They got the Maricopa County thing going on. They got the thing in Wisconsin going on where basically they sort of – the Supreme Court said we're not going to throw out the ballots, but we do know that the – uh, you know, what the people did in Wisconsin, okay, the clerks were wrong, and now you're going to have to try to prove that, so they're going to have to go through every vote and show, like your previous guest said, that Wisconsin had something in play where basically in order for you to claim that you wanted to get a mail-in ballot or absentee ballot, you had to write in, and that you had to basically ask for that in writing, and then it has yeah. to match up when it comes in for that. Now, what do I mean by, what do I mean by January 6th? Here's what's going to happen according to the Electoral Act. President Vice Pence, he's going to be the one that's going to open up those sealed, uh, you know, those sealed votes from the electors. And then what's going to happen is right now we have Mo Brooks who has said that what he's going to do, he's going to contest that on the floor. In order for this to be contested, he has to have at least one senator that's going to basically second that motion that he's contesting those elector votes. And right now we've got three senators that have basically said that they are possibly thinking about that. Rand Paul has said that. Ron Johnson of Wisconsin has said that. And Ted Cruz is possibly – he hasn't. I haven't seen that he said that yet, but I believe Ted Cruz said he would argue the Pennsylvania Supreme Court case. So I think he's on board. And then Tuberville, the the Senate-elect, okay, from Alabama has stepped up now and said that's all you need. Once that happens – the chambers have to separate, and according to the Constitution, they have to debate for at least two hours. The House of Representatives goes off and debates. The Senate goes off and debates. Minimum of two hours. If they can't come to a consensus and come with those electors, there's two things that can happen. Either they say that the contested electors, okay, can't be seated because, you know what, there was – you know, we haven't come to a consensus, or – they can basically also say that those electoral votes are not going to be allowed because nobody is getting them because they haven't come to a conclusion. And you have remember now, you have two slates of electors there. You do have the certified electors, but listen, here's another thing, constitutionality, and I've talked to some lawyers about this. One thing you have to understand is that there are certified electors, but those certified electors were not certified by the legislators. If you look at Article 1, Section 4 of the Constitution, it says that the sole, the, the sole power to elect the slate of electors goes to the state legislators, not to a governor, not to a secretary of state, not to a court judge, nobody. So when Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, New Mexico, um, uh, I, I think I've got six or seven, the, the, you know, the six or seven, they sent their own slates. The Republicans, they had a spine, they had a backbone, okay, that President Trump gave them that titanium backbone. They sent their own slate of electors in there, which is exactly what happened in 1960 in Hawaii when the Democratic slate of electors, okay, for John Kennedy were sent there because they contested that in Hawaii. And later on, guess what? Hawaii went for John F. Kennedy, and those slate of electors that were non-certified became certified because they did it according to the Constitution, and that's what happened. Now, getting back to the situation, what happens when those votes don't go to – when the the electoral votes can't go to either candidate, guess what happens? 
it now gets thrown to the House of Representatives. In the House of Representatives, the 12th Amendment goes into effect. When the 12th Amendment goes into effect, it's the House delegation that voted. Each state has one vote. In other words, big state like California has one vote. Tiny little state like you know Vermont has one vote. Right now, as of January, what will happen is the legislation delegates in terms of the country, in terms of the states. Right now, the Republicans have 30. The Democrats have 20. According to the Constitution, you need 26 to win. Guess what? President Trump, he wins in that scenario, 30 to 20. He takes the presidency again. Now, let's say that doesn't happen. Nobody stands up. Guess what? Mike Pence can say right then and there, I don't certify this election, and he is well within his constitutional authority to do that. And then I, my, my, my betting right now is if Mike Pence does not do that, guess what? Mike Pence wants to be president in 2024. He wants to run. And if he doesn't do this thing here, he is committing political suicide, Rory, because guess what? If he doesn't step up to the plate and not do the electors, he's not going to be – he will never be on the ticket again. So this – it's constitutionally, it's set up for this thing to happen. Now, the question becomes is, will those three or four players in there have the titanium backbone spine? And I believe, okay, right now, these people will step up to the plate. I agree. I mean, wow, man. No, I agree. That, I mean, that's fascinating. That, that you know, I, and now you put it into, you know, complete perspective, and you were very detailed and thorough with your explanation no, but it totally makes sense. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I think that is what it's going to come down to. And I think Trump already knows this, and I think he's already planning ahead. Oh, yeah. And you know what? If you take a look right now and you look at Vox, and you, you know what? Van Jones and somebody else were talking about this very same thing about a month ago on CNN. New York Times has an article about this as well, talking about the, you know, obviously when you're looking at the New York crimes or the or the, or the Los Angeles crimes out there, as I like to say, you know, these guys always get the constitutional lawyers out there that basically say, you know, this could never happen. How many times have we been told that, Rory? Oh, this is never going to happen. You know, nothing. You want to know another thing? You want to talk about, um, you know, you you know who you need to get on your show? Have you ever heard of that doctor? His name is Dr. Um, let me make sure I get his name right. Samadhi? It is. No, Dr. Ayodera. He's the guy that no, ran in Massachusetts not. against. You need to get him. He's the guy oh, that yes, invented Dr. email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to MIT, the inventor of yes, email. Yeah, got, yeah, I know him, he, I know yes, him very got, well. He, yeah. This guy. Guess what he just won? He just won his election fraud case because you know what he did? Not a single lawyer was willing to represent him. So you know what he had to do? He had to go into what they call pro se, meaning that he had to go on his own behalf in person in case. And you know who he went up against in court? He went up in court against the Secretary of State, William Galvin, and he won the right to present an amended complaint. In other words, this is the guy who actually put Whitey Bulger in prison. But the, the, he's the first here's – what, here's what Dr. Shiva says. He says, first victory in U.S. for hashtag election fraud lawsuit. Federal judge denies the Massachusetts Secretary of State Galvin's motion to dismiss my lawsuit that exposes computer algorithms were used to steal votes in my U.S. Senate election that denies one person one vote. Case is on. 
So right there, the United States yeah. federal court has basically said, guess what? There was voter fraud that occurred in a Senate federal election. That is huge news that is being blackballed and blacklisted and is not being reported okay on the mainstream media and what I call the mainstream Marxist media net news network. It's not being there at all. Not about how about the Antrim votes in Antrim County in Michigan, where sixty eight point oh five percent of the votes, guess what, were being kicked out. They go into another bin. They have to be sent to another location to be adjudicated. And guess what adjudication means? Somebody looks at it and goes, oh, you know what? I don't think this guy really wanted to vote for Trump. And they basically mark it for Biden and throw into the Biden thing. The same thing's happening in Arizona and Maricopa County. There's 70%. The Dominion voting machines were tabulated to make sure that this error rate – the error rate is supposed to be less than than 0.02%. It's, no, it, it, what do you mean? Absolute, what, 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 what do people mean we don't have a big thing out there? We've got voter fraud after voter fraud after voter fraud after voter fraud that's being shown there. And I tell you what, you know what really surprised me, Rory? What really surprised me was is the thing that really gave me hope was when Nevada basically said, and you know, what was it? I think it's Right Side Broadcasting Network. They were the only network out there. And they're a small, fledging network that's just starting up. They were there in Nevada when the Nevada state electors cast their six votes for President Trump. And you know what happened? Every other legislator and all the other legislators that were Republican, they got a backbone and they sent their slate too. So I think right now the dominoes are in place. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. And and doctor, stay with us. I got to get to the next guest, but tell everybody where they can connect uh, with you and, and get involved, all that good stuff. Oh, thank you so much, Roy. Listen, they can go to my website, which is dr and my name n a s i r s h a i k h dot com. So dr dot com. They can go to Twitter, which is at Nasser Shake Show, or my YouTube channel, The Nasser Shake Show, or Facebook, The Nasser Shake Show. I guess they get the drift right now. But thanks so much, Rory. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and and I'm gonna come on your show soon, and I'll get you back. I'll get you back on mine very soon. Uh, great. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Uh, I want to welcome to the show. We have best-selling author uh, David Dalvin. David, what's up, buddy? Uh, doing great, Rory. Just came off the uh, the DC Stop the Steal over the weekend. Great experience hanging around all the Patriots there. Uh, hanging around a lot of Alex Jones people out there. Saw him bullhorn like crazy. Great experience. Uh, I just want to like uh, touch on what the doctor said. I fully expect Donald Trump to be president in five weeks from now on January 21st. The doctor laid out the constitutional principles very, very well, uh, how it's going to come down to January 6th. He's fully expecting Ron Paul, Ted Cruz, and now uh, Tuberville, the former Auburn coach, who's now a senator in, uh, in Alabama, to stand up against uh, – the fraud, which is so obvious, we could go ad nauseum on that. But you know, you've seen everyone's seen tons of videos, read all the articles. We saw the graphs of Wisconsin getting 120,000 votes in the middle of the night for Joe Biden. The fraud is obvious and apparent. And I fully expect Donald Trump to be president in five months. I mean, five weeks. I love it. I love it. You know, uh, and what, what's been going on lately? What's new? What's the latest? Uh, just pretty much just following all of this too, and I think what might even happen too is this: I, as we as we as we watch, we see all these Republicans. People are saying with no backbone, but let's be honest, a lot of them are just straight up corrupt. A lot of them are paid off. 
A lot of them are being blackmailed. There's probably death threats too. Probably some of them have been on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's orgy island uh, for sure. And there's there's a lot of people who just do not want to see Donald Trump president more than just uh, you know just because they don't like him or not. But there's a lot of things that we're going to eventually will be uncovered over the next uh, four years over the Donald Trump presidency, and that's why these people are right now are in mad panic mode, and that's why they had to steal the vote from Donald Trump. This has been planned all along. along. I fully believe that Donald Trump knew this was going to happen, too, and he knew the constitutionality as the doctor brilliantly and perfectly presented. But at the same time, it's going to come down to these state legislators, and we don't even know if these guys will vote for Donald Trump if it comes down to the 50 state legislatures, January 6th. But what I think will even happen, even have a, Trump still has a backdoor, a Trump, a Trump card on this one, uh, executive order in, in September 12th, 2018, in which he stated that uh, Trump, wrote, Trump, Trump signed where if there's any cyber warfare going against the United States, that's going to be treason and he can seize their assets. And I know you probably heard about the Insurrection Act that's rumored to be used, and I fully expect if Donald Trump has to go that route, he's going to go that route before January 21st. So whether or not he's voted in on the 6th of January or not, I think Donald Trump will just have to go ugly on the deep state and make sure he becomes president and take all these TRICOM agents on the Republican and Democrat sides, guys like Gavin Newsom, they've got we paid $500 million to China and got money through the back door through them, and the same with Governor Kemp down there in Georgia. And I fully expect once this happens, this is going to be full ugly. Yeah, and, and, you know, Obama made an ignorant statement the other day trying to say that Republicans are the minority. Uh, no, we're not. We're the, we're the majority. We always have been. We, we're the hardworking class. Uh, we are the, the logical and smart and sane ones, that's for sure. Um, we we are definitely the majority in Obama. I mean, and, and just that kind of shit. And, and, you know, I just looked at the Hollywood statistics. I mean, people are so sick of Hollywood. Their revenue is down 80% to, an all near, to a 40-year low. And you know why that is. Because people are tired of hearing about their politics. And you're you're a writer. I mean, you see all this shit. And it's pretty disgusting. I mean, and it's really reality's waking up. And I mean, there, right. there's just no way. There's no way Trump lost this election. And Hollywood influence only made it worse. This was definitely all voter fraud. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, even the Hollywood people too. They're in deep with all this Satanism. Oh, they're the, in deep the, with all, the all this stuff, pedophile. All the mass stuff, the climate change, um, all this. Yeah. They're involved with the. Even some of them are involved with the um, the vaccines. Oh yeah, yeah. This is uh, it's a. I think George Carlin said, "It's a small club, and you're not in it. We're not in it. And these people are going to protect every single little, all their power, and they do not want any of this stuff to be exposed. And there's a, there was only one guy that can obviously expose this. And this was Donald Trump, and this is part of the reason why he came on and took the challenge in 2016. It's a lot more than bringing back the economy. It's a lot more than strengthening the borders. It's going down the rabbit hole 
And I think this is what's going to happen. I think he's. And speaking of borders, to, real quick. So, speaking speaking of borders, Trump kept his yeah. promise. There's going to be there's going to be 450 miles of border wall by 2021. And you know the bad the bad thing though is there was a new report today that saying that uh, somebody the, one of the main uh, border enforcement officers said Biden is making is going to make the situation a thousand times worse. He's just going to say, "Come on in." Oh yeah. Well, that's that's what the Democrats do. You know, you look at the bigger picture. When they want this one yeah. world government, the one world government is open borders, one big country. And so we see this quickly uh, happening right now. And of course, it would go ballistic under the uh, a potential Biden administration. You could also throw in now what the World Economic Forum is throwing down the Great Reset, which they have been pimping over the last year. And if if Biden got in. What's, we're going to eventually have a currency collapse anyhow. We're, we're $28 trillion in debt. That would be the impetus, you know, to get us and other nations into this this world government, into this world economic forum. And I've been paying attention to the, the head guy, uh, Klaus, and he's even been saying, you know, hey, this COVID-19 is great. And so did Justin Trudeau said that recently, too. He was caught on camera saying that. We're going to take all this, and we're going to be able to go into the Great Reset. So we're like at this crossing point right now, not just in American history, but in world history. And they know there's one guy that's really going to happen, stop their plans. And that's going to be Donald Trump because they need to bring the strongest, greatest country in the world into this one world government now. But what's going to happen is Trump's going to win this one way or another. If we don't get it through January 6th, he's going to throw down this insurrection act. And he's going to go out there. He's going to have to arrest people because even if he did win on the 6th, he's still going to have to arrest people. Who were martial cheating. law. Martial law. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But then that's going to get ugly, too. So when these things happen, Americans need to get prepared. You need to get some food. You need to get some guns. Because what we saw with the George Floyd riots will go ballistic once the left finds out that Donald Trump is still president. They're going to accuse him of cheating. They're going to accuse him of being a dictator. They're going to say he's Hitler uh, recreated, and it's going to get ugly in the streets. And then Trump will have to probably bring in the military to calm it down, and it's going to have to be martial law. It's not going to be pretty either. You're not going to be sitting there watching it on TV, eating eating your popcorn, drinking your diet soda, watching all this go down and cheerleading, you know, Nancy Pelosi getting getting caught or some low-level people who are uh, mixing up the ballots get caught. It's going to be hell for a little while, too. But then we will come out in the end, three to six months after this, and it'll get better. But it's going to be ugly, though. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be very ugly. People actually really need to start getting prepared for this right now. Well, absolutely. And I'll tell you something. You know, it, it really it really is. I mean, there. They're, they're, and I'm, I'm just looking at everything and, you know, look at what the Democrats are enabling. I mean, Ottoman, Ottoman zones in Portland and Seattle, right. Seattle, where I'm from. I mean, they're, they're enabling all this crap and it doesn't end. It really does not end. I mean, they want lawlessness. They want black lives matter to control the streets. Uh, they want to legalize sex work. I mean, although I'm, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm in between on that. I, I mean, they, people are people do it illegally, so you know they're going to do it anyway, just like they do drugs. I mean, they're going to get act, 
They're going to get access to hookers and pussy. I think we know that. Excuse my French. But obviously, I mean, that's a given. But I don't know. I think their priorities are so backwards right now that we're going through a pandemic, and they're talking about legalizing sex work, and they're allowing Black Lives Matter to go and protest, and they're allowing all these things that are just dividing America to just keep going and keep flowing. I mean, it's sending the wrong message. Yeah, well, you know, if you, if you, if you look into the works of the Illuminati, they have, they have, uh, they have a saying, which means uh, order out of chaos. And what they're just really trying to do is have as much chaos as, as possible. And when you look at uh, the governors of California, Michigan, New Mexico, and all on the West Coast, Hawaii, where they're just locking down everything and destroying the economy, the major goal is just to bring down the economy, get people locked in, bring it down, and then they're going to do some sort of great reset, bring in mass socialization. Uh, the universal income is also what they want, and they just want to make people dependent on the states, keep you docile, keep you at home watching Netflix, and so you can just continue to be pawns of the game as they continue to get richer and richer and keep you dumber and dumber and dumber. And if we get if Biden somehow gets in, game over. There's there's not going to be some Trump 2024 or some other person. They will move this no, they'll so cheat for fast. The rest of their lives. They'll they'll rig it the rest of their lives. Oh yeah, right. And it's, it's not yeah. I mean, they get away with this rigging <clears throat> with Trump as president. They'll get they'll they'll rig it in 2024 with Biden as president. They'll rig it in every state for governors, for senators, for representatives. I mean. This is it. There, there's no tomorrow for America if Trump does not become president. And that's why I think he's going to end up just going balls out and just throwing down the Insurrection Act and the Constitution, which was used by Abraham Lincoln in the Civil War. Uh, and he's just going to have to arrest these people who got involved. And it might even come down to big tech. It might even come down to the networks, including Fox, for all the ones for the lies uh, that they've done, too. It's going to have to get that ugly for America to come back because with a Biden presidency, it doesn't matter if Biden's president or he steps down at Kamala because they're all just puppets. As a uh, that one writer, I think his name's Cahill, just Jack Cahill, just said, you know, Obama's, you know, there's people above Obama that, that that he's a puppet for too, and we will move so fast in 2021 because they will have. I mean, Biden's already talked about 100 days of uh, lockdowns. And you think Bill Gates yeah. doesn't have another uh, trick up his sleeve? The World Economic Forum, I've seen videos from them. They're already saying there's going to be a second pandemic coming. So they'll throw this second pandemic one, keep people locked down. They'll throw a false flag or two in there, and they'll have pandemonium. They'll have lockdowns for several years, and it's not going to stop. I saw Biden on CNN. I'm not Biden, I'm sorry, Bill Gates on CNN on Sunday when I was at the airport. And he says, we're going into 2022 with lockdowns, and it's guaranteed with Biden and Harris. So, I mean, it's game over. You're not going to – we're not going to come back. Yeah. So it's It's, like so so important the next five weeks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're going to be finding out a lot of stuff. Um, David, tell everybody where they can connect with you, get get involved, all that good stuff. Okay, I'm on – just look for the Tribulation Series. That's where my uh, book is, The White Horse Ride It. You can find it on Lulu. Oh, I also sell uh, homeschool products at homeschoolyeasy.com. Uh, you can just find me on Twitter and Facebook and uh, meet, meet with me there. 
Sounds good, buddy. Stay with us if you can. Got a little longer in the show, but always love having you. All right, brother. Thanks as always, man. If you ever come down to Dallas, give me a text. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely hang out. We'll get a drink. For sure, brother. All righty. I want to welcome to the show, I believe we have writer and speaker Sam Tully. Sam, my buddy, how are you? I'm doing good, Roy. How are you doing? Hanging in there, doing a little better. You know, um, got a little bit of a sore throat, but uh, I'm managing. Okay, good, good. Uh, How about yourself? Past that. Yeah, I've had a pretty interesting show going on here tonight. Um, Thanks, man. No, I things, appreciate. It. I'm sure you got. I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I, I find it fascinating that we have this giant push for a vaccine. Um, you know, distribution for diseases. 99.9 something percent um, curable. I mean, or, or should I say, uh, survival rate? Most people, yeah, survival. Um, and, um, and, you know, you scare the hell out of half of America. And also at the same time, I hear nothing about the flu anymore. They stopped counting. How weird is that? The other, they're labeling yeah. everything as Corona. Everything is Corona, and and what is also fascinating is the fact that uh, they shut down any talk of hydrocortisone and ZPAC and zinc when that was taking care of the Corona off the top. Yeah, it's it's like they want us to die. It's like, and we all know why. We all know why they're they're so against, uh, you know, those medications is because they want the big pharma drug to dominate the world and they want the big pharma drug drug to take over so they can make all that money on the back end. That's it. And the, uh, yeah, they, they, because there was no money in those. And also in those, they didn't use any cultures from um, an aborted, um, <laughs> what do I read about? I forgot, an aborted Caucasian male or something that's, that they help use in, in these uh, in this in these vaccines, at least from the one I read that was coming out of England. Um, there's not too many of us want to stick something like that in our arms or our butt or wherever. And it's like the other gentleman was talking about possibly messing with your DNA. Um, I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, you know, people got to make their own decisions. But you know, I think I'm just going to. Uh, Live, you know, by the grace of God, and I've been doing quite well without it. Touching on this election situation, um, you know, like I said, we've been hearing about the Democrats saying, and let's get over it and just go ahead about our business and everything. And, and the last two guests was pretty good, especially the gentleman before this last one. That's an interesting concept, which I didn't know anything about. But one thing I am positive about, this 75 or 80 million people that voted for Donald Trump are not going to accept um, this situation if Joe Biden and Kamala gets in, uh, in office and we're just going to lay right. down and take it. I don't, I don't right. see that happening. Um, you know, uh, people make the mistake that we don't, since we don't burn down businesses and destroy our neighborhoods and everything, that conservatives are just going to go ahead and 
and, and just we'll, just I mean, we'll be out in the streets. They want us we'll to. be out in the streets. Um, we'll be out in the streets. You know what I mean? I mean, we will be. Well, there will be millions of people. You know, you know, in front of that White House. I mean, nobody, nobody. You're right. Nobody is going to just allow this uh, to happen and just sit back. I mean, this this is something that um, is is part part of our life. I mean, this is, this is voting is one of the biggest rights and uh, greatest parts of our constitution. Well, I, I think uh, the liberals have really must have bought into this idea that the second amendment was, was made for hunting when in fact it was set up in case the government went crazy for the people to have the ultimate redress. And all these liberals and the, the BLMs and the Antifa's, Look, let me just be honest, and I'm not advocating violence or any of this kind of stuff, but trust me, conservatives and Republicans, we have way more available. We destroy them in about two seconds. Than them folks. Huh? We destroy, we destroy them in about two seconds. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, and see, we're, we're not of that mindset. So we want to do that, but, you know, I would never live to see the day. <clears throat> I thought I'd live to see the day where I thought that I would – Seriously, consider the fact that there's a potential of secession in some of these states because if these people don't figure out a way to fix this thing, and this is where I sent you this thing earlier. I don't know if you saw it, where they said a clerk outside the Supreme Court heard them arguing, and Roberts was just, he was scared. He didn't want to touch the Texas case because he's afraid of rioting in the streets. Look, if these people, they don't do their job, you know, if they don't, they don't pull their act together and they're worried about riding the streets, they won't have a country to, to govern over because it's just not, it's just not acceptable. I mean, who, whoever heard, like you said, uh, uh, this guy get, what, 14 or 15 million more votes than Obama? Nobody believes Joe Biden was more popular than Obama. And there's never right. been a president, an incumbent in history, that lost an election after getting more votes the second time than he did than the first any time. sitting president. More votes than any sitting president, 75 million. And any sitting president, and win Ohio and Florida and Texas. It just doesn't happen. It, it's never happened. So, you know, it, 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 like, like you said, and then when everybody goes to bed, from 11 to 1 or, or 10 to, to 1 or 2, 4 o'clock in the morning. I mean, we, we know what to happen. The, the fraud is there. Everybody knows the fraud is there. Even the liberals know the fraud is there. People are going to have to do the right thing if they want to keep this republic, as uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin told us. <clears throat> Other than that, uh, this is not going to go away. And we are not, and, you know, they, those people for the last four years called themselves the resistance they haven't seen resistance yet because many of these jokers, you either got the super rich or the super poor, but the backbone of this country is the one that's been keeping the lid on things and holding this country apart. And if this, and if we resist, then there is no country. It's so, true. Yeah, it's I just, true. I just hope. Yeah, I just hope that these these so-called leaders uh, understand what's going on. And do the right thing because other than that, and these rhinos and all this junk, and if, and if Kamala and Joe do get in office, I don't see anything about four years and the Republican Party is going to come back. Look, they're going to, this thing has gotten so screwed up. If they get away with this, there's going to have to be a, a completely different game plan. 
It's gonna. I mean, it, it just ain't gonna work. And I agree with you that there's no way that with the power he's acquired, Trump would just sit down, shut up, and do nothing. He would start figuring out a way to bring this country back together. But the people behind him are not going to turn their backs on him. And all. And like I said, he doubled the minority vote. They are not going to go back. So these people need to suck it up, do what's right. And either they got two things to do, one or two things. Convince us that this election was fair as it is or either fix it and let, let the, the right man win who we know was Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, we're, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be pretty. No, it's not, and it's a lot to take in right now. I mean, because you know, I mean, things, time just keeps pass passing by, and you know, there, everybody, everybody's going along with Biden as president. So, I mean, some, well, I really hope everybody. Trump, Trump swamp, is and the, the 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 media, which needs to be eviscerated and, and and fixed, and then of course they had. Uh, they had they had the swamp dog uh, bar sitting over there, uh, you know, playing the role and killing time, instead of doing what he should have done. Uh, and I don't know what the hell Durham was doing. I you know, I, but these people had more than enough time to do the right thing. But I think Barr was just part of the swamp. He just wasted our time. He just gave us hope until the clock ran out. But the clock is not going to run out on the American people's rights for a fair vote. And, and they're just going to uh, just try to screw us with a square pole with no grease. Uh, we ain't standing for it. We're not going to stand for it. And just imagine, you know, if, if for some weird reason, hypothetically, Biden and Harris get in there, we may never end the mask mandate. We may never go back to normal. They're going to control us for years. I mean, you know how Al, you know how evil Camilla is. He lived in California. Oh yeah, he was the attorney general. Exactly. Well, see, we all realize that if that thing goes through, uh, they've already started pushing the screws after the election, talking about Hunter's briefcase. Now, now the media will talk about that stuff because they're getting ready to try to push Joe out and stick her in there. This is why I'm saying that. Yeah, and, and of course, like I said, she's the master puppet, you know, because she doesn't have the brains. She got all her brains is down below. She doesn't have anything in her head worth talking about. But the oligarchs and all these people that will be running the show, these people are missing a significant point. And the point is this, that the American people, those of us that are educated, that understand our Constitution, that understands the history, and understands what it takes to be uh, an American, we're not going to just take it. They're not going to be able to just control us. We're not going to live like this forever. This thing is going to come to a head one way or the other. I mean, they're sitting, I mean, I read an article today where they were talking about, we know about the massive lockdown you got in California, but then I read where some judge in San Diego said, well, these two strip clubs, you know, they don't have to be locked down. They can, you know, they can make their own social distancing <laughs> Uh, stuff and they can stay in business. So a restaurant will say, "Well, she maybe you know I can open up if I get somebody to come here and start stripping." I mean, and that's, and that's and that's another thing that drives me nuts. You can have some of these businesses like strip clubs and Walmart and Target and all these big stores open, but little small businesses are not allowed to be open. I mean, it, it, it's so wrong. 
Yeah, they're they're trying to destroy us. They're trying to destroy you. They're trying to make people dependent, and more folks is dying behind suicide and and alcoholism and drugs and everything behind this this trap that they've uh, sucked the American people in than the disease itself. So, so no, these people, I'm, I'm fully persuaded, they, they bit off more than they can chew. They either going to fix this thing, but what they thought was the United States of America is not going to be it anymore. It's going to be something else. And I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how it would be, but I know out of the remnants, there would be some states that will allow the people to be the people and run the show. And you might, I mean, you might have a thing where we got the East Coast and the West Coast. It's just like the West Bank and, and the Gaza Strip or something, if you want to use that analogy. And then you got the, the country in the middle because we're just not going to have it. I, I mean, I mean, people are just not going to take this stuff. Right. There's only so much you can take, and particularly when you know you're getting lied to, when you know you're getting cheated, when you know you're going to put in everything, and and you know that you've had the best person on the job, and every, and they know they got the best person on the job. No one votes against their pocket, you know, um, and except yeah. for these people that just want to keep control, and they keep control by keeping you dependent, and they keep you dependent by keeping you bored. Poor. I mean, you're going to bring 11 million people. Well, you're going to open up the border and then legalize the, the 11 to 20 million people here. That's going to put more pressure on the middle class. That's going to keep more poverty people there, and that would keep those people uh, in power. And that's what they want. They don't want the people to have a fair shake. They want to take control. We have yes, to, true. we have to gain control. It's true. It's true. Sam, very well said. I always love having you with us. Tell everybody where they can connect with you and get involved. Well, uh, they haven't kicked me off Facebook and and Twitter yet, so I still got Sam Tolley on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, But I am starting to post more stuff on Parler and getting ready to go on Rumble. I'll sit on YouTube, and my website is having some work on it right now, but that's inhimfirst.com, and it should be back up real soon. All right, sounds good, my friend. We'll we'll get you on again next week. Uh, God bless, man. Uh, always great having you with us. All right, yeah, you take care, Roy. Talk to you soon. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I want to welcome to the show. I believe we have activist, your show host, Gabriel Foley. How you doing, Gabe? Hey, Roy. How you doing? Good, man. What's going on? What's new? What's the latest? Oh, just you know, this going through this roller coaster with this election. It's like. It's crazy. I mean, every every day there's some new twist, new turn, and you're like, you feel like, uh, you know, everything's going so great, and the next thing, you know, you get some news, you're like, what? You get all bummed out. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but, you know, I grew up, and I uh, I didn't care about politics or anything. You know, I'm from the East Coast, and, yeah, me and too. my family. Not until, Trump, not until Trump got involved, and then I really got obsessed with it. Yeah, same here. I didn't care. I knew I didn't like the Bushes, you know, and I, I was, uh, I went to film school and, um, that was actually a documentary I did was, uh, back in 2000 or, you know, just after, um, they invaded Iraq and uh, there was a big protest in San Francisco and I was doing a documentary. It was called uh, season of madness. And I was kind of like, you know, actually the liberals didn't like it because I, I didn't really have a uh, viewpoint on anything. I just wanted to film the whole Thing as it was and not make any kind of statement, you know, 
So they were kind of like pissed off at me. But um, anyway, you know, I, I hated Bush and everything. But then, and I didn't really, I, I just thought, I saw it as like, oh, big money. You know, I could care less about this stuff. I didn't care about the Constitution. I didn't know about anything really until, like you said, Trump came along. And then I was like, wow, you know. I was into real estate too, and he was, you know, he's a real estate guy. So, I, I actually had the opportunity to go see him, but I didn't, which I wish I did. But who knows? You know, he might have another rally. Um, I'll be over there. Um, but yeah, it's like it's crazy. You got some great, great people. Uh, you know, yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, uh, Doctor Nashir came up with uh, some great um, stuff that I had been looking at too. You know, with the Twelfth Amendment and just the game plan. So I'm kind of excited about that. How, how do you, how do you see that? Like, what do you, what do you think, you know, do you, do you, do you agree? I mean, I mean, it, look, it looks like that's going to be the, the route that the Trump administration takes. I think so too. I really do. Um, I saw, I heard a couple of uh, different versions uh, of, you know, somebody said uh, the uh, Congress, and then somebody said the house. And then when when uh, he came on and he was talking about with you tonight, that made sense. It like pulled them both together. First it goes to the Congress, and then it goes to the house you know, under the Twelfth Amendment. And um, that made sense, and that seems like a good. But I think Trump is doing. You know, he's working at it uh, on many different angles. I think. And uh, you know, it's a scary time too. It's like, oh my God, what if this happens? You know. And at the same time, we got this the recall, Gavin Newsom. Uh, recall Gavin 2020 and I was just on their uh, their video conference and that was kind of exciting too I mean they were really excited they have 850,000 signatures so far um, and they only and, ha- need another 650,000 well do you think it's realistic or do you think it's a long shot I think it's realistic they got an extension and I, they, I think they have till uh, March 2021 and uh, what's what's good about it is um, that if they get him recalled, I mean, he can't, you know, run again. And, um, you know, that's, you know, that's a big thing. I mean, this guy's like a, you know, a Hitler, basically. I'm in California. You're sometimes here too, right? I mean, it's just like. No, yeah, I live, I live in Palm, yeah, I live in Palm Springs. So I'm here, I'm here, uh, I'm, I moved here. So yeah, I love it. I love it here. But um, what he did with, getting rid of outdoors dining. I mean, that was so unnecessary. Everybody was following the rules. Everybody was fine. But, you know, he, he right. had to – I mean, it's just – and it's so bad for small businesses and restaurants because they have to lay off the half of their, their their people. Oh, yeah, and they, they spent all this money um, building their stuff outside, which I'm not sure they even got, you know, any money for. And then suddenly, you know, they probably spent, you know, ten grand on a nice, you know, yawning and heaters and tables and chairs and, you know, and then suddenly you're just walking by there and it's all empty. You're like, man, these guys got totally screwed. <laughs> it's out of control, man. I mean, and the spending in California and just the spending. When we look at the spending in Democrat-run areas. It's oh, awesome. absolutely. I mean, and they always want yeah, bailouts I mean, for their fuck-ups. I mean, they want bailouts for their fuck-ups. Exactly. The counties are just, like, raking in the money. You can't really build anything. You go to try to – like, I have this building project, and it's, like, insane, you know. Like, I mean, all these stupid things you have to pay for, and they drag it out. I've been working on my building project for, like, almost two and a half years now. 
and you know, then this pandemic thing, and then then they use the pandemic to you know not work. They're like, oh yeah, well this set us back, you know, six months. I'm like, well, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean everything's all upside down here, and and that's that's my only hope is to get rid of this like Gavin Newsom. Even if Trump gets into office, is we're still stuck with this Newsom guy, you know. I mean, I think in reality California is red, but there's too much yeah. voter fraud that we. There's way too much voter fraud. I mean, the fix is always in. Exactly. Yeah, I went to vote, and I was just like – I mean, I don't know if I was just paranoid because I was thinking about voter fraud, but it was just weird. You know, they, It was totally different than last uh, election. You know, you go in there, and it seemed like it was just all – there was this computer thing, and then you know, it was like I didn't sign anything. All I did was like put in the dots, and then I handed it in. I was like, there's no signature. I mean, it was weird. And then my dad, he he uh, he kind of got. He was just like, okay, let me uh, give it to the person. You know, they had this like mail-in thing in the front, and he handed it to them, and they're like, oh, you got to sign the back. And he thought that was weird too. He's like, well, you know, I mean, how do what's the connect here? You know, and then you call in to see if your your vote was counted, and they're like, yeah, your vote was counted. But I mean, you know, how do I really know my vote was counted? You know, who who did I vote for? You know, how do they know? Exactly. How do they know? That's what I want to know. How do they know? I mean, they don't show you proof. They don't show you any sort of verification. We're just supposed to trust their word? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you know, anyway, hopefully, I've been excited about oh, watching, you know, Rudy Giuliani and his, like, <laughs> giving it to them and, you know, Sidney Powell. And so that stuff keeps me going. And, and uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm, I was 100% sure that Trump is going to be elected, and I'm still like, you know, 90, probably 99.97% sure. But one thing that kind of like got me a little like uh, thinking was like, why is it, why is they having the uh, presidential inauguration at Mar-a-Lago? I don't know. What do you think about that? I think that would be awesome. And you know what's going to happen tomorrow? I wanted to mention this. We're going to have the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence Report, released. So, I think that's going to give a lot of revelations and a lot of things that are really going to put things into perspective and really going to show right. the American public uh, a lot of the corruption. Right, right. Yeah, so, so you, you know, know I, and Radcliffe, Radcliffe is, will release it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, exactly, Radcliffe. And, uh, you know, another thing that just keeps hanging in my mind is, like, Trump is so confident about it, the way he talks about it, how he's going to, how, you know, he's going to be elected. And um, and I just remember that like whenever Trump says something, it happens, you know. It does. It's just it does. It's the fact. It's so true, and he's a man of his word, and, and he's, I mean, he's showing all the signs and body language of he's got nothing to worry about. It's, it's like his optimism and and just how strong he's standing. Uh, you can just tell that that he knows that he's going to win. Yeah, that's the way I feel about it too. So, you know, but you know, it's still a cliffhanger, man. It's still a cliffhanger. This whole thing is like the watching a movie where you're like, whoa, what? That happened? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. It's like, and think about what's going to happen when the election gets overturned. There's going to be the worst civil war in the streets that we've ever seen. I know, right? Right? Yeah, and it's so weird how now they're so comfortable and there's no, no you know, protests. There's no, 
you know, and somebody somebody put that on on uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot, so I watch a lot of the videos. But um, they're like, oh, in Seattle, right? They're like, oh, suddenly they got all the the corners all blocked off. So they so they're oh, yeah, they got the Ottomans back. They got their backs. The Ottomans zones are back. So same in Portland. I mean, these are the kind of tyrants and animals that are are are, are the Democrats are allowing to take over their cities. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they're totally around. It's all organized. It's it's like if they want to quell everything down, they can just do it just right then. But that but that when they want um, some big protest and a bunch of places to be broken down and people's businesses disseminated by you know so-called protesters, then they just let them do it. It's just crazy. It's true. Oh, it's so true. Uh, it's so true, Dave. And 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 uh, you know we have. We have a lot to look forward to. You know, these next, this next week is going to tell us a lot, even these next couple weeks. Um, Dave, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get involved, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure thing. I'm just on Twitter, and it's uh, at Gabriel Foley, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-F-O-L-E-Y. And um, in case I, you know, get kicked off there, I am on Parlor, but, I, you know, it's kind of static. I'm trying to get used to Parlor, right. but on Parlor, I'm huge, at. You have a huge following. You have a huge following on Twitter. You have over 100,000 followers. Quite impressive. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of fun interacting with everybody on there. I, I hope I don't lose it, but you never know. That would be really disappointing because on, on Parler, it's like I don't have anything going on over there. But I'm at, at fully on Parler. Okay. Sounds good, my friend. Yeah, all this censoring nonsense needs to stop. They need to stop taking away our free speech. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, we'll keep in touch. Absolutely. Let's get you back soon, buddy. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Uh, everybody, uh, it's been a fantastic show tonight. I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my audience and sponsors. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I will see you all next week. Until then, I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers. <laughs>